Aaron Brooks. Who Come does on. Aaron Brooks play for? You don't forgot where. This is the Brooks. last one. He was in Phoenix last year. He should know because you live in Phoenix. You can probably track where he is. Oh, where he has been. No. All right, God. Charles, who you got? Yeah. He's either playing in China or, or Japan. China or Japan. We need to That's be not the name of the more team. specific. Guangdong Tigers. Ni hao! Ni hao! Ni hao! Victory lap! Victory lap! All right, guys, we're back. Carter, Jake, and Frankie. We're all in person this time. Lucky us. It's uh, June 7th, episode 9 of Zoom Sports Talk, the zestiest sports podcast out there with the hottest takes, of course. We got some good topics for you guys today. Um, how you boys feeling? We're all back together. Oh, man, it feels Ready so to great to be together. It's much better than Zoom. Much, much yeah. better than Zoom. Good to be back. Good to be back. Yeah, I mean, hey, we're back, and let's get right into it. Uh, last night, quite the fight. I, if, I guess if you can call it that. I mean, uh, it was a normal Mayweather fashion fight where he kind of just dances around the ring a couple rounds and then starts beating the shit out of whoever he's fighting. But uh, I, I'd say uh, it was it was good entertainment. I, I enjoyed what I watched, and... I honestly tipped my cap a little bit to Logan. I mean, he lasted eight rounds with arguably one of the greatest boxers of all time. And, uh, I mean, I, you guys watched the fight. I, I want to hear your opinions on it. I mean, at the end of the day, whether you like it or not, it was a very big size advantage in, in favor of Logan Paul. And, you know, it really, like, showcased how good Floyd Mayweather really is. Because at the end of the day, even though Logan's only had one professional fight, where he lost to another fellow YouTuber, which that was a great fight. That was that was a very entertaining. Yeah, that fight. was a very entertaining fight. More entertaining than this one. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Exactly. But I mean, at the end of the day, the guy's been training for a long time. He's really, really been serious about boxing as well as Jake. Jake probably more so. But mm, the fact that's that a, I don't know about that. I mean, Jake's had some wins. He beat Nate. I don't know. He beat Nate Robinson, and you can tell Jake's serious. Jake kind of got a little bit of the Conor McGregor mentality, but that is very um, true. You know, I think Logan, just to step in the ring and last the eight rounds, I think is great. But at the end of the day, the fact that Floyd is never a knockout guy and the fact he's trying to knock out somebody who's arguably, like, he's a tough dude. He can take hits. He was a wrestler in high school. Like, he knows how to how to deal with the pain, and he's dealing with a smaller guy, too. I mean, Floyd's just technically way better. But at the end of the day, I mean, Logan Paul might have gotten knocked out at one point. I know... It's a little bit of a talking point. Floyd might have caught him and woke him back up a little bit, gave him a little nap on his shoulder. So. Gave him a little sleepy time. Yeah, but, I mean, at the end of the day, Mayweather won by a landslide, as we expected. Oh, Surprised yeah. to see a knockout. Kind of wish we saw a little bit of Logan Paul sleeping on the mat, but I don't know. How did you guys feel? I mean, personally, I was kind of disappointed from an entertainment aspect of like, the first two rounds. I thought the first two rounds were pretty good, but I just felt like... Logan Paul got like, one of them. Yeah, yeah. I, it looked like Logan Paul... Uh, Might have got won, the first Yeah, especially the end. Uh, he's looking really good at the end of it. But actually got second too. Yeah, yeah he, obviously got, he obviously got tired out. And it, it seemed like they just kept clinching. And mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of memes talking about how it was like a hug fest. They kept hugging. But um, I thought uh, my favorite thing from the fight was uh, Floyd Mayweather walking out with an OnlyFans hat. That was funny. That uh, was probably my favorite part of the fight. Yeah, but... Um, Definitely kudos to Logan Paul for getting in the ring with uh, one of the best to ever do it. Yeah. What about Migos coming out for like 30 seconds? Cool to agree this Friday. Yeah. They sang one song and then they're like, all right, we're out. I thought that was part of Floyd's entrance, but it ended up not even being that. They went through a whole other thing. And 
It was uh, it was funny. I mean, I think it was decent entertainment. Obviously, like I said, I mean, it's a normal Mayweather fight. He dances around, and yeah, it was good to watch though. You know, and like we all agreed on, it's it's respect to Paul for stepping in the ring with one of the greatest fighters of our generation, and you know, holding his own for the most part, if if you yeah. could call it that. And yeah, it's crazy to me too because you know one of the biggest points, and like you keep bringing it up, is the fact that Floyd Mayweather is a guy who kind of just dances around the ring. They say. Um, and he kind of runs around. He's a runner, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I saw I saw something that like, like uh, Floyd Mayweather and uh, Logan Paul had more combined rushing yards in like the stadium <laughs> than the Dolphins did like oh, well, last yeah. season. Um, and at the end of the day, like, I mean, while Floyd might be might be running around, like he's just so technically good. Um, you could tell that one's a boxer, and, one's not. Yeah, exactly, and that's why like you think. Okay, if a guy just runs around the ring for, for 13 rounds in a normal case, 8 rounds in this case, why do you pay? Why does he get the most pay-per-view fails ever? Like, why is he constantly raking in all these viewers? Like, these viewers? It's a, because he's so technically good, and B, because people want to see him get... B, people want to see something entertaining at the end of the day. Yeah, people, people want to see that of, zero go. People always kind of, um, like, not... They're entertained by the guy, but the way he fights is just... is has never been insanely entertaining, but he gets the job done. Yeah. He's... He walks out of the OnlyFans hat, and at the end of the day, like, you watch for the personalities. Like, it's great to see people hit the, hit the floor, but, I mean, people love the drama. And that's kind of what the sport of boxing and even, like, UFC is about is the, the trash talk and the, the hype surrounding it. Whenever two people that you think truly dislike each other are fighting. You want to kill each other. Especially the if they're, yeah. like, they're, they're, name, they're name brand celebrities. Like, you really want to see them. Yeah, it was definitely entertaining, but uh, I mean, when we were talking about fights, you want to add on I that? was just going to say, did you guys hear about like the TikToker fight? Yeah, yeah, we'll dive into that next week. Okay. Uh, that, that might get a little interesting, but uh, there, there was uh, Team Deji. There was a, yeah. there was a scrappy, uh, scrappy brawl last night in the USA-Mexico yeah. game. It's nice to finally talk uh, soccer on this side of the pond. Uh, the wow. U.S. national team has a trophy. They won something. I mean, it might be a Completely irrelevant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was about to say that. <laughs> they, they, beat, they beat Tottenham. Yeah, there you go. Exactly, yeah. The Audi Cup. Yeah, but it was, you know, as much as you can hate on the CONCAP Nations League or whatever it was called, I mean, it was a very entertaining game between the U.S. Yeah. and Mexico. Mexico came out very early, scored right away, scored again, gets called back, Reina comes back, scores. Oh, I'm pretty sure he's the youngest to score against Mexico. Yeah. Or youngest America. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, Super entertaining game. McKinney equalizes late too, and then Captain America, the new UCL winner, comes and steps up and finishes it. And then the backup goalkeeper, Grant Horvath, I think that's what it is, Ethan Horvath, comes and makes that save off of one of Mexico's top players. It was unreal. One of the most entertaining soccer games I've watched recently. Definitely the most entertaining U.S. soccer game I've seen probably since the 2014 World Cup. I mean, too, like, Mexico... Well, Mexico's not a, an amazing team. Like they have some name, some name players in Europe and like in some of the bigger leagues. Here, like Hector Herrera and like Guardado and like I mean like Lainez is like some guy yeah. who's like a big up and coming star. I mean, while the days of Chicharito might be over, um, like it, it was a good game and uh, you know, and at the end of the day, like there was a lot of. Uh, Kind of U.S. got kind of stick before the game because I don't think they feel their best last. No, I don't think so either. I mean, you have guys on the bench, and one guy that I always say should get more playing time, and I don't know how you move him in, Timothy Weah. Like, he's really he's a young guy from Brooklyn, but he he just fresh off winning league on with with Lille, and 
Um, people really sleep on that. Like people forget that PSG just didn't win league on this. Yeah, that yeah. really went under the radar. Yeah, uh, I don't think that was talked about a lot. He, he's just, he's a really good player, and I mean he was definitely like a, in my opinion a difference maker for them. And I think he's like I think you're looking for these young guys. I think now's the time to get young guys integrated in the lineup. Um, in big games, get them in the, big get, games, get them their experience. Because if you just kind of finally like integrate these guys when they're in like their early twenties, like we want them to be really good now. They're playing the best competition. Like I'm glad to see these old names not be in the lineup anymore because we kind of need a fresh start. And not making the World Cup last time. Like yeah, and you saw that new generation three yeah. goal scores, all young uh, stars from Europe. I thought that stood out. All three goal scores are like all European European yeah. stars, and I mean that's where they need to be playing. Not to like diss on the MLS, but it's kind of clear there there are big differences between the leagues and the types of competition. And yeah, no, I don't think the MLS is ever gonna get to the no, where no, they're just gonna get washed like. Kaka and Rooney after they're in their prime, like stars like that. It's kind of already just like has their reputation. It's market. Yeah. That's exactly what they go for. They're not going to ever try to change it. Yeah. But I mean, it was was great to see USA finally have some success after not making the the World Cup. And I mean, I'm not, I don't tune into US soccer very often, but always tune in against Mexico. It's always a great game. It's a great rivalry game. It's it's good for the sport. I, I saw a lot of comments on, um, like the new wave of U.S. soccer is getting like more fans and more young fans into tuning into the game, so I think that's great for the sport and great for the country. Yeah, well, I would agree, and like it kind of reminds me of the, I don't know if you you've seen that thing on I think it's on Netflix like Ted Lasso. Oh, yeah, what a yeah, show! Yeah, what a show! It's kind of, yeah, so like it just kind of reminds me of that in the way where it's like a bunch of people who probably aren't always super interested in soccer just can get super riled up about a big rivalry game, and I don't know. In my opinion, I think that. U.S. sports outside of soccer can have some of the best fans, and soccer is known for fans getting insanely rowdy and like insanely passionate. So just to see that transfer over with this new generation, which is, it's very good to see for the sport in terms of the U.S. side. Um, but I mean, I don't know. Like you, you really like to see it because U.S. is so good in other sports. So like you just and like being a soccer and they're kind player, of a laughing stock of. Yeah. Of, you know, world football. They lost the Trinidad and Tobago. Like, to, yeah, keep them out of a World Cup. But yeah. you, like we said, you know, big rivalry game, huge moment for Christian Pulisic. Uh, wins the Champions League and then comes and do, does that. You know, it's he, he's definitely up and coming. And talk about clutch. Yeah, we'll 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 get into that a little bit more later. But to talk about clutch moments, we had a we had a great question we talked about a few weeks ago, and uh, we want to dive more into it. If you guys could have one clutch sports moment. That you guys, you either, you win a game or you do something that is just insanely clutch in a game. What moment would you guys pick if you guys had to choose? Frankie, I'd love to hear your opinion on this. Um, I think you guys might have the same one, but I'm going walk-off Grand Slam or walk-off home run in the World Series. Game 7 um, of the World Series, I'm just like... That's what Joe, you dream about as a kid. Yeah, Joe Carter bomb, like... Watching David Ortiz, even though that wasn't even a walk off, David Ortiz one of the um, biggest Grand home runs Slam. in Red Sox history. Yeah, and against the one against the Yankees too, and the one against the Tigers, like that's just it's so hype, and the amount of like skill it takes to hit the ball out of the park and in such a clutch moment, I'm going walk off Grand Slam or walk off home run. I like it. I like it, Carter. Um, I mean, because I feel like I'm I'm gonna try and pick him out there, and so I really contemplated with like. Buzzer beater three Dame Lillard style. Oh, yeah. like, Christian Leitner. Christian I mean like Christian Leitner <laughs> had that crazy fade, but like um I don't know, I think like 
goal, final minute, like the World Cup final, like to win it, like free yeah. kick especially. Iniesta. Like Kieran Trippier. Yeah, I mean Kieran Trippier esque, but um, I think something like that would be like that would just be like everybody in the world, and also like. I mean, I've said this before, but, like, something like Mario Goza, who kind of did that, like, he lived off that moment for his whole career. Like, he got he's paid, he's like... famous for it. He is famous for it, and people, like, would say he had a good career because of that moment, but, like, in reality, he like, wasn't that amazing, so... I mean, that moment, too, is just something that's, like, for your country, for, um, like, I mean, yourself, but, like, so many people counting on you, the world looking... A World Cup final has the most viewers of any, like, sport event, like, every, every time. So I feel like that would probably be it for me. Yeah. What's crazy is those were both my answers. I, I was tossing back and forth with them. Uh, walking off the World Series, you know, is yeah. what you play wiffle ball in the front yard dreaming of. You know, 3-2 count, three bases two, loaded. E- every kid is every kid has thought about it. Uh, that's a crazy moment. But I think I might have to give the edge to a game-winning World Cup goal because... I think if you score in stoppage time in a World Cup, the whole world is watching that. Everyone is watching. Like Carter said, you go down in history for that moment and you'll never be forgotten. Like a, like a banger? Oh, my oh God. yeah. Imagine. Yeah. Scoring something ridiculous would be crazy. But, I mean, it, it's a tough choice between the two of those. But I, I think just based off of how many people watch the World Cup, uh, I, I think I'd have to go with the scoring a game-winning goal in the World Cup. But hey, I'll also throw out a little golf honorable mention. We'll get into that a little bit more later too. But uh, I think winning, holding out on a playoff hole in like Augusta at the Masters would be a pretty insane moment too. To win the oh, Masters. Actually, I mean, yeah. I didn't think about that because like... Yeah, I didn't either until the, the other goal. day. That'd be so... I feel like I'd just be in disbelief though. I feel like if I scored a goal in like the World Cup final, I'd just go insane. Like if I did that in, in golf, like if I just like made it, maybe it's because I'm not as good. I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not as I don't pull out often. But like imagine, oh, that'd be crazy. Yeah, that'd be crazy. And I mean, scoring a goal in the Euros to win it too would be cool, which leads us perfectly into our next topic. Who do we got winning the Euros this year? Carter, you want to lead us off with this one? Yeah. I mean, I said it last time and I'll say it again. This is the year of the lion. <laughs> the year of the lion. Right, we, talk, we talked about um, the f- scoring a free kick in the last minute of the World Cup. You know of any player in Europe who has the highest on-net percentage of free kicks? 90% of free kicks placed in what is defined as like the corner of the, the net. Sometimes yeah. they're saved. James Ward-Prowse. For Did he not make the roster? No, he, uh, Did he not? No. We'll cut that out. He just, uh, just, he just got like... Did he get cut? Yeah, yeah last cut. minute, yeah. That sucks because also Kieran Trippier has the third eye as a roll for ball. Yeah, so um, I have that saved up. But I don't know. Engels got a good roster, good young roster. This is like years where Sancho looks good. I really think all they have to do is if they win their group, Make it past what I think is going to be Portugal, and I I think Portugal. they have a good road. They have, they have a like yeah, a solid road from what I looked at to the final, um, and I don't know. They made it to the semis last time, tough loss um, against Croatia, but I think they have a better team this time than they do now. Than um, that World Cup team. Yeah, I mean like. The youngsters are definitely better. I mean, the fact you're like relying on like Mary Dyer, like come on. I think Phil Phil Foden, like he's the most valuable player in the world. 
numerically. Wow, okay. Like, okay. oh, for his age? Yeah. He's the highest value person, like, transfer-wise. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm not saying he's the best young oh, player. I think you're saying he's the best young player in the world. No, okay. no, 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 no. But, like, I mean, I like, Mount 2 is Um, They just got a solid, solid team, and I think they're coming to a tournament where people are looking at the group of death. People are obviously looking at them, but I feel like their expectations are a lot more sound this year than any other year. They're kind of just like, okay, like, England's here. Like, we expect them to do damage, but it's not like, yeah, the three lines. Like, we're not – it's not like yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was last time. Maybe it'll get to that level, but I don't know. I kind of just want to see them win too, so I got England winning. Nothing is coming home. Nothing is coming home. That is my take. England doesn't make it past that game against either Portugal or Germany or France. It, I think that they're going to be too – I don't think they have enough time playing together. I don't think Big they have shit. the chemistry there. But, I mean, when you got a guy like Harry Kane up top. Big uh, shit, Harry Kane. Yeah. Uh, they're going to have an amazing midfield and that defense who has done work for them for years. And I, I think they will. They have a chance. But I don't see them getting past whoever they have to play in the group of death. But, I mean, maybe they'll tank. Maybe they'll let Croatia win the – when their group, so they don't have to Scotland, face. Scotland, England, this crazy rivalry. That's going to be a great center. game. Do we think? Game. Do we think Scotland gets out of that group? No, I don't know. They, there's a chance. Croatia's not informed, so. I think, I think I wouldn't count them out. I think that's like Croatia's an experienced team with a great midfield. It, it'd be hard to see them not making another group, but Scotland's got a good young team. Andy Robertson, Scott McTominay. I could see them. I can see them taking a couple points here and there. Yeah, it will it'll definitely get interesting. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't think England's taking it home. I really hope they don't. I'm, I'm not a huge England guy. I mean, I'm a Croatian. I'm Croatian and Italian. And Who you got, then? Watching Croatian knock them out was entertaining. But I got to go with my other roots. I think Italy is back internationally. I think they're ready to do some damage again. And they're, they're powerful. They got some young studs, and I just I think they're going to make a very good run in this tournament, and I can see them win it all. They don't have great odds to do it. They're plus 1,100 right now. They're sixth best odds, seventh best odds, and uh, I think they're going to go ahead and make a run and end up bringing this whole thing home. But uh, Frankie, I want to hear if you agree with Carter, you agree with me, or you got, you got someone else that you have in mind. I do agree with you um, about Italy. I think they're going to go far. I don't think they're going to win, but I mean... That roster, and they're playing so great. I mean, they are one of the best keepers in the world. They have a great um, great attacking three. So I think I do think Italy's going to go pretty far, but it's coming home. <laughs> oh, it's my coming God. Home. It's coming home. Oh, no. coming home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. England, it's coming home. I think, but I do think this is Southgate's last straw. I think if he doesn't make it, I, well, first of all, if he doesn't make it out of the group, I think he's going to get sacked. But if he doesn't make it out of that, that uh, if they don't make it out of the group, I, thing, I think he, I think he's in trouble. I mean, they're like park the bus strategy. It kind of worked in the World Cup. They got fourth in the World Cup, I believe. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I really think um, I do. I do really think it's coming home this time, mm-hmm. and I also think um. This is kind of Croatia's last dance, and a couple of these teams that are like getting up there in age, like Belgium. You guys, yeah, you guys mentioned Belgium, um, Portugal. I mean, not Portugal, but some of these teams. Um, this might be Ronaldo's last year. Yeah, yeah. So, but I, I'm really excited. Um, this is definitely. I've been looking forward to this for a long time, so I'm definitely excited to watch um, these teams in action. I was very excited to be in Europe last year to watch the Euros, but uh, you know things happen. Yeah. Unfortunately, oh, didn't get yeah. to. Yeah, unfortunately, we would have been. 
in Germany for Germany Portugal last year, and oh, I would have yeah. ditched whatever we had to do that day to go watch that because that would have been nuts. It's funny you say. I was actually there in twenty sixteen. I was in France. Oh yeah. I I didn't go to any games, but um, yeah, the I, 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 I was in nuts. Paris. Um, and I remember the big game that like people were like gathered in like some plaza for that I, like sat and watched in like some plaza it was Belgium Wales. Oh, and it was a good game. So, but it was just, like. Yeah, yeah. So it was just like uh, it, it's crazy environment. Yeah, uh, Europe, crazy Europe goes nuts. But I do want to say really quickly, I have a sleeper team, Poland. I think they have the best forward in the world, Robert Lewandowski. I like their draw for their group. They got Slovakia, Spain, and Sweden. I think they make it out of that group. I think they could do some damage um, in the knockout stage. So watch out for Poland. They made it really far in the last Euro Cup. I like that take, Lewandowski. I'm gonna get some. Uh, Sleeper team a little bit. All right. Because All right. It, it, involved, it involves my hot take and a specific player. Okay. All right. Well, uh, moving on to our uh, new segment that we introduced, uh, I want to say last episode. We did not start hot. We all started 0 for 1. Uh, none of our... Did, did you, you hit? Yeah, I hit. Oh, oh. I never mind. Frankie hit. Frankie hit. Frankie and I had opposite... Oh, players. yeah, yeah. I thought that one had the spread and one didn't, but... I uh, had Lamello, but he Lamello kind of started. So, Frankie's 1-0, and, and uh, me and Carter are both 0-1. So, Frankie, you can go ahead and lead us off with your lock of the week. My lock of the week, sticking with the Euro Cup, I'm going the under for the England-Croatia game this weekend. Uh, okay. Two and a half goals right now. Southgate has never been known for his, uh, his attacking style of play. They're a big park the bus team, and Croatia's not exactly known for their... Uh, Fast pace, high goal scoring. No, uh, not at all. So I'm going the under for the uh, England Croatia game. I like it. I like it. The last game did end two one. Yeah. In that, that would in extra time, that game. would hit the over. So could get close, but uh, I, I don't. Extra time. I'd take a one one tie or yeah one zero. I could see that too. Without Mandzukic, Croatia just doesn't have the goal scoring power that yeah. they had in the last Rich. World Cup. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll go next with my lock of the week. Uh, I'm also gonna stick with the Euros, and I'm going to go Italy minus one. First game against Turkey, I, I think that, I mean, they've given up, what, seven goals in their last, they've gone on an unreal... It's, it's an 18-game win streak, is that Yeah, they, they're in ridiculous form right now. Like we mentioned, they have one of the best goalkeepers on the planet right now, and I, I think that minus one is a safe pick with them against Turkey. No disrespect to Turkey in any way, I just think Italy wins that game 2-0 or 3-0. So I'm going to take Italy minus one. Hope I can get in the win column this week. Carter also looking for a win. What is the lock you got? I mean, I'm also, I mean, I, I love the Lions, so I got to go England too. But I was thinking of just taking the England spread minus one. I love a sprinkle of exact score 2-0. Okay. okay. I like I like that, that exact score line, but like, I feel like a lock of the week for exact score line, that's unheard of. So yeah, maybe we're not, we might give you a bonus half point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah maybe sure. if I maybe if I get in the win column, I'll, I'll I'll get a little more risky like that. But I'm just gonna go go English minus one. I feel like they got in the bag. Croatia revenge game against a worse Croatian team, better England team. Yeah, it, it, nice. on paper it looks like England has that game won easily, but Croatia's got heart, man. They they got heart and experience and experience. Experience former um, Ballon d'Or winner. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, will it be warm is the question. Will Croatia carry on uh, the momentum they had from a long time ago? Yeah, they're going to have to find whatever they had going to 2018 because they're just not in form right now. But moving on from our locks, we'll hope that – me and Carter will hope that we can join the win column. Frankie hopes he could stay unbeaten. Join the loser column. <laughs> yeah, what are that? 
Well, you guys hope he doesn't because that means that England, England probably lost. But uh, moving on to our Instagram inquiries. We love our fans. We love that they ask us questions and we love to answer them for them. First question comes from a good friend of ours, Derek Roa, and he wants to know who the favorite is for the uh, Palm Springs Cup, the inaugural Palm Springs Cup, where I, Commissioner Jake Brusick, uh, am hosting, and I'm very excited for it. Carter will also be playing in it. Frankie, unfortunately, not this year. Maybe he'll maybe he'll pick up the, maybe he'll pick up the sticks and join us next year. But uh, I think uh, we got we got two favorites. I think to win it. I think uh, I don't want to brag, but I'd give me and Derek a sh- pretty fair shot. I'm also going to go with uh, Brad and Tyler as a good favorite. I mean, I, when Brad and Tyler are on, they, uh, they can swing it quite well. And uh, I, I think it's going to be a very fun tournament, and I can't wait. I'm very excited. And I'll hope I'll bring the first ever uh, the trophy home. Yeah. I mean, it, a lot, I think it's, it's going to be a fun time, I'm sure. But what kind of guy, what kind of guy would I be if I, if I said, oh, yeah, like I get myself, get myself no shot? Uh, I like uh, it. I like it. Uh, I don't know. At the end of the day, I think that it's going to come down to... It's just such a different game whenever you're playing, and it's like a tournament, and it's over the course of multiple rounds. Um, there's a little bit more pressure. It's a little bit like... The game changed a little bit. It's going to be gritty. You, you it's definitely going to be gritty. gritty and, um, for the most part, we're playing courses that most people haven't seen yet, so it's kind of like... I think whenever people go at it, I don't know if there's a clear favorite, but um, I mean, definitely, I, I like the team Jake said. I mean, sleeper team, sleeper team, uh, Queen of Motomity. Uh, oh, really? Uh, no, I'm, no I'm, come I'm, on. I, I, team Fun. Shout out Team Fun. Shout out Team Fun. I think a sleeper team could be Carter and Dana. I mean, Carter Carter's definitely going to have to put a little bit of work on his back. I mean, I've only heard how Dane Dane doesn't listen. Dane doesn't listen. It's okay. You can get it. You can go on. Okay, okay. Yeah, I've, I've only heard a little bit about Dane's game, but I know Carter's solid. Uh, Frankie, I'd love to hear your pick on this, considering you know um, nobody who's going. <laughs> You've never seen any of them golf, so. Give me Jake and Derek. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Sorry, Carter. <laughs> um, Jake, Jake was pretty confident in his uh, you should have made, selection. You should, so. I, I should have made me and Dan lock of the week. Oh, that would have been a good one. <laughs> nah. Carter's about to get zero dark 30 to, uh, to go ahead and win this. But uh, yeah. moving on from one brother to the other, we got Jason Roa coming in with a question. Loyal listener. And he wants to know, what does Christian Pulisic have to do to become the GOAT of U.S. soccer? Now, this is a tough question. Because when it comes to who is the greatest soccer player from the U.S., I think he might already be there. And if he's not there yet, he will eventually be there, considering he already has a Champions League. He plays for a top club in England, or in Europe, for fact. And he already has a yeah, he already has a ton of goals for the U.S. as, what, 20, 23? He's young. Um, but when it comes down to who's the best international player... There's a lot of big names out there, so I want to see who you guys have to go with for this. Um, I think he's not there yet, okay. just based off lack of national team experience. But I see where there's the the dilemma, um, and it's hard to say. Like I think Tim Howard's the best um, U.S. player ever, but he's a goalkeeper, so that's like not really comparable. The only person I could really compare Pulisic to is Landon Donovan in terms of like who's the U.S. GOAT, but I think if Pulisic just keeps doing what he's doing, he's, like, on the right trajectory, he's on the right path, so I think eventually he will become that that GOAT, especially if he keeps bringing home some hardware like he did yesterday night. But for right now, I don't think he's there yet. Okay, fair. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would have to agree with Frankie. I think that 
for some of you that go, it's just like, you gotta have a little bit of longevity. I'm not gonna let them, even though, like, not really comparable, I'm not gonna let them have, like, a, this moment, like, this moment in the sun that just makes them the goat. I mean, I don't know. Chelsea fan, I'm a Pulisic fan. He was great for Chelsea. Like, he's played amazing this year. He's been great for the U.S. But, I mean, first American to win a Champions League final. Um, almost first to score. Yeah, almost mm. first to score. I mean, at the end of the day, like, played 30 minutes in that game. Uh, he's going to get more playing time as he ages, as he gets better. When he's, he's, still he's still he's young. He's still young. We say he's like 22. Um, but, I don't know, I think consistency over time, it's like I, I have a really hard time calling someone who's 22 years old the greatest soccer player for our country ever, considering we've put guys who have played, I mean, like Dempsey, played probably a decade over in England. And he wasn't, he wasn't amazing, but he was good enough to start. Forever. Yeah, yeah. he he played. Same with Landon. Denar played for Man United and Everton. Yeah, I mean, like, we've had guys over there. Nobody who is as special and as, 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 age. So, he arguably has the most potential, and, I mean, from how it looks, he's, he's really looking to, um, to, like, make the most of it, and it's obviously going to help with the next generation of, of U.S. soccer as we talked about, with guys like Giorana, guys like Tyler Adam, Weston McKinney, I mean, even, like, Matthew yeah. Sargent, oh, like, I mean, like, these guys are solid, solid and a half, so, um, getting that European experience, that European presence is going to be key, I guess, to just boosting the, the ethos of U.S. soccer, because we talk about era, especially, like, he's playing a more competitive era and a better team, um, and better competitions, um, you're going to win more. You're going to be looked at more respectively. He's the leader of the best U.S. team we've ever fielded. Yeah, I'd, I'd be okay calling him the greatest U.S. player ever. Yeah, so. I, I think it is too early to call him that yet. But I think qualify for that 24 World Cup. Or no, what is it? 22 World Cup. Perfect, Sorry. Yeah. Qualify for the World Cup next year. If they make a run, he might be able to be called it then. But by 26, when it's on you know home soil and... I'm very excited for that. I think if they make a run there and he plays well, that he'll end up going down as the mm-hmm. go-to U.S. soccer. But mm-hmm. like you said, you know, longevity. He's he's got a ways to go. He just doesn't have a he doesn't have it quite yet. Yeah, I feel, I feel like at this point it's like it's like calling like Tatis like the greatest Padre ever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like it's such a you know, I feel like it's like the uh, same type of thing. Don't do him like that, come on. <laughs> I mean, I think Tatis is good, but like Tatis also, is good, but uh, there's he he hasn't even played 162 games. Yeah, he hasn't I mean, even played 140 plus. So. Moving on from that, we got our next question coming from our good friend Dane Dawson. He wants to know who is going to win the West. Carter, you want to lead us off with that? I mean, is it, can I should, can I not say the Suns right now? As <laughs> God, I mean, like, I look. They're playing Denver, and like after rec- we're recording this, whenever um, that game's currently the, on, the Suns just the Suns just beat Denver by like almost twenty. They can't, they, yeah, they just blew them out then in the game. Um, the Suns are hot. They're clicking all cylinders. All five guys, they've put on the floor playing well. Um, and I think campaign playing amazing. He's, I think he's going to come down to earth a little bit. Um, but do I think they, they can beat the Jazz? Um, honestly, like, I think they could. I feel like, at this point, as a Lakers fan, it's like, kind of just want to see Gobert lift the trophy just so everybody everybody hates the NBA now. <laughs> um, but uh, it's kind of the world versus the Nets. The question, the big question besides who's winning West is, does it even matter at this point? Um, but I mean, also it's like the Clippers. Like you can't forget about the Clippers. The Clippers match up really, really well against the Suns. 
Um, so, and I think they could get him. So I'm actually gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Clippers. Okay. Okay. Thank you. I said don't sleep on the Clippers early on. Um, they had me worried there for a couple games, but I'm going the Suns. They had four guys drop twenty plus points tonight against the Nuggets, which is a who are a pretty good uh, defensive squad. So I, I really I really like the Suns and the momentum they've got. Great veteran leader in Chris Paul. I'd love to see him get a ring. That's definitely a guy I'd like to see get a ring. But I think uh, Nets in four in the finals. Sorry, sorry. Oof. I mean I can't. Yeah, none of our finals predictions were right, huh? Yeah. We all struck out on uh, that. But Suns, they took care of business against uh, the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, so um, I got them I got them making the finals. Yeah, I also have the Suns winning the West. Like Carter said, they're just firing on all cylinders right now. And, I mean, in that last game against the Lakers, they just couldn't miss. It was – they're playing really good basketball, and it's fun to watch, and I don't think anyone's stopping them. I mean, Clippers, like Carter said, match up great defensively against – or all around against them, but I just don't see it happening. I don't see anybody stopping them. They're just hot right now, and it's it ain't looking like anyone's stopping them until they get to the finals and have to face uh, the the Thanos yeah. Brooklyn Nets. Basically, they got all the damn Infinity Stones. Especially if Harden's the Thanos, yeah, back. yeah. And they don't even have Harden. They beat the Bucks by forty, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's unreal what they're doing over there in the East, but. Suns, we got the Suns, and Carter's got the Clippers. The Clippers. Uh, another question from Dane is he wants to know, is the Lakers run over? And I think in a way you can kind of call it over, but I just think that uh, they need more people. They, they need a little, LeBron needs a little bit more help. And I don't think it's because LeBron sucks now. I just think he's getting old and he's getting tired easily, and it's just – you could tell that at the end of that playoff series that he was ready to go home. Yeah, yeah, he was he was done with Kuzma. He was done with Caruso. He he was done with Schroeder even. I mean, yeah. he was pissed off, and you could just tell that he needs... I mean, I'm going to give a little bit of a hot take now. I think that he's going to do whatever it takes to get um, Dame to get to L.A. He's going to try to get Dame to oh, L.A. Come on. I just bought a Damian Lillard jersey. Please, oh. please don't leave. <laughs> Don't I think make the Le- curse again. Yeah, I, I think LeBron is gonna uh, try to get a superstar there, yeah. or at least someone who can score. I feel like someone, <laughs> someone like a De'Aaron Fox, maybe. Yeah, even someone like him. Um, I could see, I could see De'Aaron Fox. I know he, he wants out of Sacramento. I don't, I'm not sure what the contract status is there, but I feel like someone like that, a, a young star, young all star, would definitely help LeBron. Because I, I agree with you. I don't think LeBron's still a good player, but. He averaged 25 points for a game in that series. That's good. But he's, like, when he was on the Cavs, he was averaging 40 in a series. That's what they needed. Um, and he just that's can't what do the, it. Yeah, he can't do that anymore. Once AD went out, that series was over. Yeah, yeah and I mean, I don't know. I think I, I think I disagree a little bit in the sense that, I don't know, I think LeBron's 25 points is a bit deflated because, I mean, like, especially when AD goes down. Yeah. Or uh, AD didn't even play well the first game at all. You have a very good defensive team that is set up to guard one guy, and you're basically making him pass out, like, um, like do all this stuff, trying to make him create points instead of score points, which LeBron has far and away the most created points, like points assist, like to points, um, like in NBA history, like by far. And you force him to get the guys who can shoot, but the guys who are supposed to be a shooter can't shoot. AD, people like, you know, AD had some great games that series. He had 32 points, like 30 points in another game. 
but it's on like twenty one free throws. Yeah. Yeah. Eighteen free throws. Um, AD didn't play amazing that series. A Anthony day to day Davis. Um, <laughs> street clothes Davis. Yeah, dude. Street clothes Davis, man. Like he. I don't know if LeBron needs more help. I think the role players that he had that stepped up last playoffs, he didn't really have any of those guys this time. Like, whenever you have, like, somebody like... Playoff like, Mar- Rondo. Yeah, like, somebody, yeah. I think it was Markeith Morris that was on Lakers last year. Was it Markeith or Marquez? I think it was Markeith. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he had, like, six threes one game. Like, six threes one game. Like, stuff like that where you need role players. Like, LeBron will attract people. You even saw in the game of stunts where he's, he's hurt. He can't drive as much as he can. Normally, um, I don't know. Also, like, you look at the short and off season for, like, that team, short off season in any sports, mm. any history. I mean, the Heat got swept to a team that, I mean, the bubble's obviously different, but the Heat got swept, and I thought the Heat were definitely a decent team. Yeah, they did not play like they did in the bubble yeah. all so, season. Oh, yeah. But Tyler Hero went silent this year. Yeah, yeah. The bubble the, guppies, yeah. Yeah, the, the no, the like, dude, the, the bubble guppies. They had the short offs. I don't think the Lakers, the Lakers run is over just yet. Um, you, do think you think LeBron needs more help though? I mean, I think that um, whenever Schroeder and Kuzma go to the Guangdong Tigers, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that um, I think that Schroeder once he signs his hundred million dollar deal there, I think he'll have cap space for a big free agent like De'Aaron Fox. Um, so, I don't know. I, I like it. I think, I mean, Derek Fox, that guy will thrive in an environment with LeBron. But, 100%. uh, you just need some explosive guys who are playmakers with LeBron. Um, because at the end of the day, he's going to be able to set him up. Like, Drummond 2. Drummond, Drummond 2 is going to go to the Guangdong Tigers. But, <laughs> I, I don't know. He was like a ghost in that series. Yeah, so yeah. People like hype that up so much, but like, I don't know. Speaking of who's not going to go to somebody like Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin. Yeah, oh my God. Line. He posterized Giannis. He posterized Giannis. Oh, did he? I didn't even see that. And in 26 games, the Pistons, he had zero dunks. In 27 games, the Nets, in the regular season, he had 16 or 18 dunks. And in the playoffs, in seven games, he's had seven dunks. A dunk in every, or like a dunk per game. That's so damn funny. And, he and they're great He tanked too. himself out of Piston. Yeah. He literally tanked himself yeah. out of Piston. He's not rim grazing either. Or yeah. these are Detroit. Like, he, sold, he, no. he finessed. Yeah, you guys got what I meant. Yeah. He, finessed, he finessed Detroit. Um, but, yeah. I, I Can't blame like, him. In conclusion, I don't think Lakers run is over. I think you can never count LeBron out. Uh, and the only times he's not really made the playoffs has been for suspicious scenarios where he gets hurt or like all this crazy stuff. So... When you got guys around him, it's hard for me to even think of 37 going on 38-year-old LeBron's not going to be competitive next year. Even, at least just in the Western Conference especially. Agreed. And when you get to the finals, like, I mean, he doesn't have the best finals pedigree, but, like, you know, anything can happen whenever LeBron's the underdog, which he's been... Yeah, don't cut him out. So. It could be a little bit of a hot take there saying the run isn't over, but, I mean, only time will tell. Uh, speaking of hot takes, our last and final thing for today. Frankie, do you want to lead us off with your hot take? I will, I will. We talked a lot about the Euro Cup today, so I got my uh, my golden boot prediction, Romelu Lukaku. Okay. Um, that's my, Scored uh, a beautiful goal against Croatia yesterday. Yeah, he's uh, about as in form as it gets, mm-hmm. um, and he always, always plays well for the national team, even when he's not in form, so I got... I got Lukaku as my golden boot winner. 
I like the take. I like the take. And I'm starting to think that might have been something to do with Carter's take. So, uh, Carter, you got your hot take ready for us? Well, I just really, I mean, I, I really like that take. But I'm not going to go with a golden boot score. I'm just going to go with, actually, I mean, like, here's the thing. I think if they made it farther, then he would have a good chance to win the golden boot. Okay. But it's, and I know we, we talked about it earlier, but it's okay. actually, uh, it's, Burak Yilmaz from Turkey. Oh, he plays, okay. He plays, he plays who? for... Hold up. Who the fuck is this guy? Who the fuck is this he guy? Play, he plays for Lille. He, okay. He's fresh oh. off of a win in Ligue 1. And only, like, I, I'm, I compare it to the league. Only one player in all of Ligue 1 had more goals per 90 minutes than he did. Mbappe? And that player was Mbappe. Yeah. Okay. So, he had that. You look at goal conversion rate on... On his shots, Mbappe, 30%. Yilmaz, 29%. Shot accuracy, Mbappe, 61%. Yilmaz, 60%. It's not like all the shots are going in um, and inflating the goals per 90. He's played less games. Um, he's on a team that has, I guess, less goals. But, like, in an, they, they won the gun. He was their best player all season. Um, in a group with... Italy, Switzerland, uh, Austria, and and them. You can make it out. I, I definitely, th- I definitely think they'll make it out. Um, and I would not be surprised um, to see them draw with Italy. Very hot. Oh, take. there goes my, there goes my lock of the week, yeah, Carter. I, I would not be surprised for it because Italy has all the expectations. Turkey has nothing to lose, and. I mean, like, that's really Sionchu has had a good, like, games a good in Italy, yeah. Italy yeah. plays every single group stage game yeah. in Italy. I got a Chalanogu free kick. Best All free right. kick in the world. Um, no. He's hot taking He used to be. He used to be. But I think Turkey's a good side. And if anybody <laughs> is going to make that seven conceded goals in their last 18 games turn into eight conceded goals in their last 19 games, I think it's going to be this guy. Wow, that could totally ruin my lock. and uh, I like that take. You, you had the numbers to back it up and everything, and it was a very interesting take. Uh, my hot take is, I know I trashed them a little bit earlier. I don't think they're in their best form, but, man, Croatia's got heart. They're getting out of their group, and I think they're going to make it at least to the quarters of the Euros. I don't know if they can make it past that, but I can see them getting to the quarters of the Euros. I mean, they have momentum coming off that last World Cup. They want revenge. They want to get a trophy. This, like we talked about earlier, could be their last chance. And I would love to see them make a run. You know, being Croatian, I would love to see them make a run and get to the quarters. And I really hope they stomp England on Sunday because I would laugh at both of you guys because you took them to win it all. And I just, something about England, I just, their fans just, Think that they, their fans think that they Three should win everything. Off, so far, <laughs> they think they should win every trophy every year. It blows my mind. Um, you know, I'm still in soccer though. So. It, it's going home as always. Raheem Sterling doesn't start over Marcus Rashford. Okay. Okay. To say. Yeah, I, 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 and honestly, uh, I think like Croatia is, in my opinion, def- they're definitely the other group. I don't think I think the Czech Republic. Um, I mean. The days of Petr Cech are long gone. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, Scotland. Scotland's just kind of there. The only, I think the only way Croatia wins the group is if Scotland can somehow... Upset England. I could, roll that, off England. I could definitely see that, though, even though I picked England winning. That's a huge... That could be a draw. I, I could see that game draw. Yeah. I, just don't, I just don't think... At the end of the day, I think that 
at the end of the day, I, this game might sound crazy, is I feel like a lot of Scottish soccer fans kind of became makeshift England fans after Scotland just didn't make the tournament for so long. And I know they're transitioning back, but like, oh, I can so see so many Scottish people who live within the UK can so just be like, if Scotland gets eliminated, okay, let's go for England now. Like, yeah. They, they want the celebration. You won't be able to understand them, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you think Harry Kane's hard to understand. Some of the Scottish You ever listen to Billy Gilmore? Yeah, Billy Gilmore. He's in the squad, so... Uh, oh my god. Um, I don't know. I, I think Scotland's a good... It's good, like... Regardless, that is not, in my opinion, the group to watch. I mean, I think that's obviously Group F, but... Uh, I don't know. Very excited for the Euros. Very excited for all upcoming sports. Don't sleep on Poland. Don't sleep on Poland. Don't sleep on anybody, man. You never know. Uh, That has been episode nine. Thank you for listening. Be sure to follow us on all our socials and share with your friends. We'll be back next week, same time. Me and Carter might be recording from uh, down in the desert. We'll have to figure that out. But we'll be excited to watch the first couple games of the Euros and, you know, all the other great sports going on. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, Peace out. Peace.